Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Sanspans Radio. Drown horses. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to another episode of Movie Maintenance, where some films just need fixing. I'm Gabe. I'm Sean. I'm Handsome Tom. And today we're looking at The Hunger Games. What's the, what's the whistle? Do, do, oh, yeah. do, do. do you know what I went to yeah. do? I went to hunt the Game of Thrones theme. Just, <laughs> could you imagine Cat the Seven and just holds up three fingers and just goes... Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hunger Games. What do you think of the Hunger Games? Uh, look, it's not... Okay, actually. It's not original. Like, right, let's let's Battle Royale. Battle Royale thing out of the question because I think like there was an interview where somebody brought up with the author and she was yep. like, I, I think, and she was like, I've never heard of that before. And I'm inclined to believe it. Like, yeah. it's, not, it's not such an original premise that two people couldn't possibly come on it at the same yeah, time. I'll no. give you that. I've never seen Battle Royale. Me I just like, I, like you, I claim yeah. indignation on, on behalf of it. I'm just like, <laughs> Battle Royale, guys. But yeah, I haven't seen it. Um, um, I, I don't look, I don't have major, major problems with the Hunger Games except for one thing. Uh, Go and on. That is the fact that. Uh, it does that thing that I just I just fucking hate in that it's like I'm a young adult futuristic dystopian series and to prove that I am a young adult futuristic dystopian series, all of my characters are going to have fucking stupid names. Yeah. I hate it. I hate all of the names. There's not one fucking Katniss, dumb name, fucking Plutarch Heavensby. What the fuck is yeah, that for a name? Yeah, what about yeah. Peter? No, 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 because no, it's not Peter, Sean. It's 
P E E T A. So it's like a Boston Peter. Peter. Do you feel like the the names and also like you know the way the capital dresses and like and the mutations and things or the mutations or however the fuck it's spelled? Like, do you think that part of that is designed to like soften the blow of what it's dealing with? Because to me, that's my least favorite thing about the Hunger Games. Like, I remember when I read the book for the first time, and I think I read it in like an afternoon, and I was reading it thinking this is legitimately really good. Like, I was reading it and I was straight up disturbed by the premise and by what was going on. I thought like for what it was, it was quite well written. I thought Katniss was a reasonably engaging protagonist. I thought the first book was really solid. Oh, they're they're, what, they're good. Just the names yeah, need, to, but, need to fuck off and die. It was the names and the whole descriptions of the capital and like, oh, they all dress like this and they're so kooky and crazy on here. These like, here are these like weird mutations and stuff like that. To me, that lessens the impact of what it was dealing with significantly, just people not in, in a way that I liked, you know? My thing about the capital being absurd, they have so much more yeah. than everybody else that they can afford to do body if it was that for fun. Without, if it was that without your... Stupid names, and without the whole mutations aspect of, oh yeah, we're going to create these dog-faced monsters that kind of look like. I mean, why not just make them straight up zombies? You know that bit. Of, it, it was in the movie. In the movie, it was just straight up dogs. In the book, it's the they're it was dog like, men. They're dog okay, men that their faces look like the people who've died. Yeah, but they're dogs, and it's yeah. like, what? It's because zombies. It's so much creepier. For a minute there, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I, yeah, no, I, just, I realized I, it wasn't in the book. I started reading in the, the book. Movie, sorry, oh, like, it would have been years ago now, and I just remember not liking. The character, the stupidly named character of Katniss Everdeen, and so I stopped reading it. Like, and that's the issue I have with some of oh, these it's, narratives. So, like, see, if look, I don't like at, the character, I didn't want to do it. Look at another really brilliant sort of young adult, yeah. teenage franchise: Harry Potter. Mm. Guy's name's fucking Harry. His best friend's name's Ron. Yes, Hermione's a weird name, but they're wizards. Yeah, yeah. but I feel like if you only got one in a few, you can kind yeah. of get away with it. In this, like, you've got Katniss, Gale, Rue. What's that? What's Sam Claffin's name? Trident Finnick, boy, Finnick, Finnick O'Dare, Finnick, Finnick O'Dare. Um, what's, yeah. um, actually, what's Woody Harrelson? Uh, oh my God, Woody. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like a hey, Hamish. Hamish. Yeah. Does it say what year it's set in? No, it's just sort of undefined future time. That, that which far to me ahead, is, is it? better because yeah. uh, I mean, like it's. I don't know. I it's really, actually it's set in 2016 after the Trump election. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, getting relevant. <laughs> Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, hey, on that note, the only character's name that I will tolerate in that franchise is Coralanius Snow, because Coralanius is, of course, a character from uh, Shakespeare in yes. Tragedy, yes. yep. who is a military leader, and uh, how cool is the name Coralanius Snow? It's pretty good. Best name in the series, Suzanne Collins. You should have you should have started there and, and kept going instead See, of starting at Katniss. With um with Hunger Games, I feel like the first book and okay with the movie i haven't even seen all the movies i've seen the first movie the second one and maybe the fourth one but like i've read all the books and to me the hunger games i actually think kind of falls into the same trap that i was gonna say every ya dystopian or any well put together ya series does but i'm like i can actually think of only three examples are they are they they twilight divergent and the hunger games we're thinking about a different trap okay basically it's this whole thing of these like ya series that have incredibly like strong premises and they start out really strongly, like they get by purely on the strength of their premise alone. Everyone thinks this is amazing. And then the sequels, they just flounder because they don't know what to do with it and they don't understand where to take this. So Hunger Games, the first one's really good. The second one is just the first one again. Yes. Where there's that stuff at the start where it's like, oh, here's, you know, Katniss dealing with it. Then, oh, no, you just have to go to another Hunger Games. Oh, yeah. It's, but, you know, it's bigger budget and more effective camera more, work. More, more monkeys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then the third oh, the, one. The, the th- camera work in the first, the first film makes it almost it's unwatchable. It's, Awful. But then then you get the third one or the third and fourth films. And it's just like most of it, or like the, the you know, I guess Mocking Jay part one, most of that book is just Katniss sitting around where it's like, there's some battles happening. 
but you're missing out on them. Nothing's kind of going on. It's just sort of... And, and the other series I can think of that really falls in the same trap, I don't know if you guys know it, or if our listeners do, is the Ugly series by Scott oh, Westerfeld. Yes. Yeah, right? That first book, holy shit. Second one's still good. Yeah. Third one... Third one have you read the fourth one? Extras? Extras. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Have you read his other books, though? <laughs> no, I don't want to. Not after Extras. Extras made me angry. That extras book made me... that I talked about when we talked about yeah, Alien? Yeah, yeah. By him. Yeah, no, I, I, when he said Scott Westerfeld, I was like, yeah, cool. Read Uglies, people who haven't. Mm. So Uglies, for those who don't know, like it's kind of similar to the Hunger Games. It's sort of set in the far future. And basically, it's set in a society where... At 16, you get plastic surgery. At 16, you get plastic surgery and you get made pretty, basically. Okay. And when you're pretty, you get set. So you're an ugly or you're a pretty. Up until you're 16, you're an ugly and you live like in sort of this- A communal school Communal, thing. yeah, basically. And then when you hit 16, you get plastic surgery, you get made pretty, and you get sent to live in like what is essentially paradise. And you know, you don't have to worry, you don't have to work, you don't have to do anything. It's like all opulent feasts. And, and then you become a middle-aged person and, all and of this and retire and have uglies of your own. And okay. of course, the idea is that they're basically conditioning people and sort of like there's all sorts of dodgy shit going on they kind of like drug people and make everything just pretty and beautiful and people just sort of live these like drugged bubbly. up lives they don't they make you bubbly. bubbly that's it that was the word that's it but like the first book great premise really well put together and it's about a girl who just can't wait to be pretty and then she meets a friend who basically wants nothing less and then that friend vanishes and she goes to find that friend she kind of finds out what's been going on in the world outside of about the rusties who are us yeah yeah the people who were sort like of like that name good yeah of course you would you know <laughs> And it's 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 not it's not just a community of Russell Crowe's sitting around going, oh, what do you want to do? I want to throw a telephone at someone and start a fight. Yeah, I want to do that as well, Rusty Seven. <laughs> well, now I don't want to read it anymore. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Uglies is really good, but like like Hunger Games, it sort of loses it in the, the rest the, of the premise the books. doesn't doesn't hold and over a trilogy. Tomorrow when the war began is another one. Those first, except over a much. Let me finish. Except not over like three or four books, over ten books, because the first three fucking amazing. After that, it just like slowly dwindles off until by the end of it, it is outright shit. Where's the, where's the one where they get taken in by that really shit army guy who's an Two. arsehole? That's the second one. No. Yeah. Isn't it the third? No, no, no. When's she oh, in the, the POW camp? In the, in the second one, in the third, she's in the POW camp. That's right. In the second one, they meet Major Harvey. Yep. Major Harvey, I think. Harvey's, Harvey's heroes. heroes. That's right, yeah. And he takes them in. He's like looking after them. It turns out he's really shit and they think he dies. And then when they end up in the POW camp, in the third one, he's running the camp. He's defending. And there's that amazing bit where he's like, because he's such a loathsome character. There's that amazing bit where he's like, you know, kind of ripping into Ellie about all of her shit in that kind of like smug, smarmy way. And Ellie kind of gets up, spits in his face. It's like, at least we fucking tried. At least, we, and has this amazing monologue, which I remember like reading it at like 11 and punching the air in the back of the car and being like, yeah, Those, fuck yeah, Ellie. That, Dad's like, son, don't swear. Is it? No, the fourth one is when they go to New Zealand, isn't it? Yes, but then they come back. And no, that I'm was sure when I it started the fifth to- fifth one's the New Zealand one. No, 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 the fourth one. Don't be my friend. At the end of the third one, they get airlifted and yeah, go cool. to New Zealand. Cool, 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 cool. Oh, cool. And, and you never read them, have you, Sean? No, nah, Hunger Games. Um, <laughs> oh my God. You've never read Tomorrow in the Morning. I read the first one. I read the first one. Yeah. We had to read it in school. So naturally, I didn't enjoy it. Fuck you. It's one of the greatest. Well, it's John Marsden I'll give it is a, look. a national treasure. I watched the movie. Straight up. Oh, fuck off. Oh. <laughs> fuck off. Can we, yeah, why don't you go film. watch the bad ABC film. TV series that was made for about three bucks? Go watch that, Cody. You've, you've you deserve it. it. You've You're watched it and it. told me that it's crap. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> hey, waste Sean, my time. Yeah. Why don't you go sit in the corner and imagine a world full of rusties and masturbate furiously? <laughs> hey, Gabe, let's continue this conversation <laughs> yes. amongst adults. <laughs> So that YA series that we both really, really loved as kids, how fucking amazing was that? Adult number two? Yeah, yeah, good um, adult number one. I think it's going to be hashtag sorry, Sean, because you're being very rude to me. Can right? I say no? You, you're an arsehole, so you don't get sorry, Sean. Only Damo gets apologies. That's you don't fair. deserve apologies. Yeah, that's fair enough. It's hashtag Sean's a dick. All right, all right, Hunger Games. Hunger Games. 
So look, I actually I, I decided to kind of go for something a bit different with my maintenance on the Hunger Games because again, like as a story, the films are it's fine. They're fine. Like the the first film, I think, is kind of weak and flawed and just badly made. It's the they do this weird thing one. where it's two like, is the best one. In yeah, the two was the best yeah. one that I saw. Three um, is nothing really I happens in three. three, and then four, I just didn't three and four are very weak. And we talk a lot about your father on this podcast. My yes. my dad went through this thing where the first Hunger Games was on TV one night. And he just got hooked. <laughs> I had to watch them all. Yep. So you like binge watched all four and uh, he rang me after watching the fourth one and he'd enjoyed the first two. He goes, oh, it's a bit different, you know. She's a bit like a, you know, a, a, a Ripley from Alien. Like she's a, a cool thing. And he rang me for the last one. He goes, they completely undermined her strong female characteristics. <laughs> just completely. She's no longer independent. She's no longer this strong character. She's just, she doesn't get to do anything. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he didn't enjoy that. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so the, the maintenance I've put together is just just on the first one, really. And basically, I've sort of... I, I don't want to spoil too much. I've just... Yep. I've done some stuff, and I don't know if it's going to work or not, but we'll find out yep. if you guys are ready to dive in. Yep. Why is it called The Hunger Games? Because they're hungry, they're all hungry when man. they're in the game. Is that literally it? I think so. Like, what I would assume would as much, yeah. Fuck I'm hell. sure there was like a more detailed explanation in the books, but I just don't remember it. Okay, can I just ask quickly before we dive in? You've read all the books. Yes. What made you not continue watching the films? They were shit. Like at what point though? Did you watch the second one? I watched one? the first one in the movies and yep. thought it was crap because I just thought it was just like, I, th- I remember that. It's, it's like, hard to watch though because of the camera work. Yeah, the camera work was shocking. Um, every time somebody died, it was done this way where it was like obviously to preserve the PG-13 rating. It was like slightly blurred. No blood. There was no sound. There was no blood and it took away all the impact. Yep. Camera work was dodgy as fuck. And it just kind of was really oddly paced and oddly structured where it was like, why do we need, like the whole thing with her relationship with Rue, the little girl. In the book, it's all like, oh, she reminds me of my sister, all of this stuff. They kind of build that relationship. In the film, she literally knows Rue for 30 seconds. They're instantly best friends, and then Rue dies. And then there are two separate scenes of Katniss crying over Rue dying. Mm. They spend more time on Katniss crying over Rue dying than they do on Katniss actually spending time with Rue. It is a weirdly, weirdly put-together film made by total incompetence. Yeah, no, look, then I'm, I watched the second one. I think I watched the second one when I was drunk once, like on I watched a legal version of it um, when I was drunk once, and then the third one I didn't I lent watch because I had owned them all on DVD. Yeah, that, that's what we did. And then um, the fourth one, I think Dad wanted to go and see it because my dad also really likes the Hunger Games films. No, and I went. And my dad doesn't like the Hunger Games films. <laughs> oh right, but you <laughs> he enjoyed them to like start. They hurt him, him just, badly. No, I think my dad really him. likes the whole series, but um, I went and saw the fourth one with him, but I skipped the third one because I, who cares? I remember watching the second one. I actually, for some reason, I saw it in gold. Class and um, you know when you go to gold class and they <laughs> don't shake your head. What a me, weird movie to see in gold yeah, class. I, I don't know what happened. I think it was a cheat. Is that, is that your weirdest gold class regret? No, I've seen Warcraft in gold Ooh, class. That was more honey. of a regret. But anyway, you know when you're in gold class and there's like this kind of pressure to they come at you with the menu and you're a tight ass. Like I don't want. To, I just paid thirty bucks, forty bucks for a ticket. I don't want to buy anything. But I got a cup of tea. But then they bring you this pot of tea and you drink too much. You get to a certain point in the film, you're like fuck, I gotta go to the bathroom. And nothing had happened in this film. And I went. I think I can do it now. I can I can run off for about 30 no. seconds. I ran off. And the sound system at this gold class is so good that you can kind of hear all like, you know, if there's loud explosions and shit, you can still hear it while you're taking a piss in the bathroom. I'm in there. You know, when some when a character dies and the cannons go off? Yeah. I'm in the bathroom for, I reckon, 30 seconds and the cannon went off five or six times and nothing had happened in the movie to this point. And oh, I just, I just no. hit the wall. I was like, was it? Do you know what it was? It was probably that bit at the end where they get struck yeah. by lightning. Yeah, it was. It was that bit where like five yeah. or six of them die in one You literally hit. had like 10 seconds to go, mate. I came back in and I was like to my mate, what did I miss? And he was like, fucking don't even. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh. Beer, fuck the That's hunger what games. You get for drinking tea in gold class. You drink well, beer, Carney. Come on, mate. Come on, mate. Say, oh, not gonna it help would cause the same problem, but yeah, I still problem. take issue with this ah, drinking tea nonsense. Piss off. All right, fix the Hunger Games for me. All right, I'll fix the Hunger Games. Okay, so basically, I I guess what I kind of want to do with this is play around a little bit more with the themes of the three books, find a new way to kind of explore them a bit with a bit more depth, and basically tell in one story an arc that's more satisfying than the three slash four that we got, depending on whether you're talking about the books or the movies. Can we just call Katniss Cat, short for Catherine? No, I'm going to call it Katniss. Oh. So I don't want any. There is a there is a there is a joke about her name a bit later on. Okay, uh, now cool. I mean, mean, bring it on. God, it's not a very good one. I hope you're not like sitting well, on the edge I'm, of your seat I'm waiting for the it. whole pitch <laughs> on that joke. Good. So we open on TV screen. TV screen showing your standard Pan Am news show. There's some brightly dressed person talking about the upcoming Hunger Games. We pull out very slowly and we see that it's on a screen in this basic rundown District 12 hovel. Then we cut to another house. Same screen. Same thing showing on a very similar TV. Then another, then another. And we continue to see the broadcast through several different houses. We see opulent capital mansions. We see big private film screens. We see pleasant small houses. We see lots of screens, maybe in like President Snow's place or something like that. And on and on, we see the same thing, people talking about the Hunk Games. The same thing, everybody is watching it. Everybody, no matter whether they're in District 12 or in the capital, is watching the same thing. And in District 12, we start to like, we, we eventually sort of stop this and we go to District 12 and we start to see sort of what life's like there. And there's this grim resignation, you know, another year, another two kids are going to go and die. By this point, everybody sort of knows what they're in for, they know what's going on, and it's hard to be particularly devastated or cut up about something that's been happening for decades now and everyone's sort of gotten used to. Through all this, we meet Katniss. She's out hunting. And maybe we get a scene a bit like the opening of Science of the Lambs, you know, like an extended scene, maybe she's chasing a deer or something. A scene where we can show all her skills. We see all her characteristics come out. We see her toughness, her grit, her determination. Maybe the deer leads her like on a bit of a merry chase. Maybe she falls, she hurts herself a few times, keeps going, force her way through, has to feed her family. Eventually she gets her deer, she brings it home. We meet her mother, we meet Prim, and they're more or less the same. We get a scene where Katniss kind of apologises to Prim as Prim's getting the deer ready. The deer's too lean, it's too stringy. But Prim just kind of smiles and says, we'll make do. And as we see kind of more and more glimpses of their lives, we get to know the differences between the two sisters. Katniss is, she's, you know, she's impatient, she's angry, she's tough. Prim is gentle and thoughtful, but with a hidden resilience. She keeps saying in all sorts of different situations, we'll make do. It's just something she says. It's like a mantra. She repeats herself again and again. We'll make do. That's going to break my heart later, Sean. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. No, I will. Okay. <laughs> um, so, no matter what, we'll make do. But, of course, drama has to come knocking, and it comes in the form of The Hunger Games. Now, a lot of this is going to play out the same way as the film, but, you know, better. Peter and Katniss can maybe have the same background where he threw her that loaf of bread when she was desperate and starving. Um, can we see that before yeah, why they not? go into The Hunger Games? Because that was it was weird. Like, I don't know. That's covered by the same but better. Great. So we can put that in our first act yeah, good. before that happens. Just just a moment. Yeah. Yep. Something to explain it. You Again, know, badly made film. So... Basically, Peter gets called up for the Hunger Games, then Prim, and then Katniss does her, I volunteer as tribute. Lots of devastation, lots of tears, all the same. We have them go to the capital. We have tensions with Katniss and Peter. We have the culture shock of them arriving in the capital, seeing the way they dress, the way they live, all of that. Katniss is maybe angry at like the very, very clear class divide of like how much how much opulence these people have compared to how much poverty she's been forced to squander in. All the stuff with Hamish is the same. Yeah, stuff with Hamish is all the same. A He's lot- great. He is good. He's the one yeah. probably in, good in, element in of it. In both films, particularly... It actually, in, in all in all films, Hamish is the best character. Yep. Yeah, I'll give yeah, you that. he is. So yeah, all of that can pretty much say the same. We have Peter manufacturing the love story, and we have this whole idea of playing a role to make people like you and you know and help you. That all gets explored because I thought that was pretty strong. Like the idea of let's feign a love story so that people will give us donations and help us out in the games. 
Donna stopped invest. the flow. The one thing that did annoy me about the second thing while we're on it is Peter does that whole thing where he's like Katniss and I are expecting. Nothing comes of that. Yeah. There should be more. That They should need to prove you know they have like? a baby. They need to do something with that plotline rather than everyone just go, ha she's joking. Put her in the Hunger Games. Yeah. like Because that they had sex. It's a bit that like they literally like in the room when there's yes. a bit where Tommy's like, we are expecting, and then it goes Leads nowhere. to nowhere, yeah. And nothing happens like everything in the room. <laughs> wow, they're directed by the same guy. That actually wouldn't shock me considering like the – the mind-boggling incompetence with which that first Hunger Games is made. Sorry to pull you away from that, Gabe. That's all right. Hashtag sorry, Gabe. Not going, it's though. fine. Okay, so we have the love story. We have all of that. Um, the idea of playing a role to make people like you. Katniss is, of course, suspicious of Peter, but bit by bit she starts to warm to him. She's aware, of course, chances are they're going to have to kill each other, but maybe in this strange place so far from home, it's kind of nice to have someone familiar around, someone who you know and who you've got that sort of past connection with. And maybe in a couple of scenes of the two of them just talking, they get to know each other. They talk about their families. They talk about Prim and their parents and all of that. They talk about what they've got in common. They talk about their dreams that maybe are about to be shattered because only one of them is going to walk out of this alive. And maybe that's the cue to eventually turn talk to why they're here. And we see that Peter is just absolutely terrified. He's not cut out for this. He's shit scared. And he just says to Katniss, what, how are we meant to do this? How, how am I meant to kill someone? And Katniss just says, we'll make do. <laughs> so, it's going to come back and get me, Sean. The time comes, they're taken to where the games are. They're all in their little capsule things, ready to go. There's the big horn with the weapons in it. All of that is the same. They get placed on their marks. The countdown starts. They move. All is one. They go for the weapons. Now, in this version, Katniss is a lot faster. She gets there first. She gets to her bow. She snatches it up and immediately turns and starts shooting cunts down. Oh, yeah. None of this, I want to be good, not hurt anyone bullshit. She has to get back to her sister. Yeah. That's all that matters. Yes. Right. Good. So the initial struggle is brutal. And in the middle of it, we see Peter kind of like running, dodging through people. And he tries to get to Katniss. He runs to get to her and she raises the bow at him. Ooh. For a second, she considers it. And then she remembers the whole sympathy aspect. She remembers people are watching it. She drops the bow, gestures for him to hurry, and somebody buries an axe in his head. <gasps> oh, yeah. Pretty little Baker boy isn't getting out of this one alive. Oh, oh fuck. fuck. So, where's the love triangle, Gabe? For a moment, Katniss is just horrified. Hang on, have you just put an axe in his head? Yes, I did. Oh. oh. All right, now continue. You on. know when you tweak a minor thing in a book, like in an adaptation of a fan's try and kill you? Yeah. You're fucked, mate. <laughs> oh, just you wait. <laughs> Can I say, though, you get off on hate from fans. <laughs> I, I, I do. But just no, you no, wait. I'm, I'm on board with this. So, Katniss is horrified, but she just runs. She just bolts. And so the Hunger Games begin. We have a lot of the same stuff. We have the career tributes. We have the underdogs. Katniss sets out alone, but she knows what she's doing. She avoids, and maybe we get a bit of a montage, or maybe it's a bit more extended. She avoids killing if she can, but she also knows the score. And more than anything, she has to get back to Prim. So if anybody gets in her way, they're done. You've already made her agency so much clearer. Because yeah. the whole thing was about her volunteering to protect her sister. Yeah, and mm. this is like, no, she's not going to pussyfoot around about killing people. She will kill whoever she has to to get back to her sister. That is all that matters. She'll make do. Gabe. Until <laughs> until she comes across Rue, little girl hiding in the tree. <sighs> Katniss sees her. For a moment, her hand moves the bow. But she pauses. This girl is so young and so much like Prim. So the same thing plays out, except we can actually spend some time with it. Katniss helps her, they side together, and like in the movie, we see they have this slowly growing connection. We see the ways in which she reminds Katniss of her sister. Only it's not as soppy as in the film where they're immediately like lovey-dovey because, come on, this is a kill-or-be-killed death arena. Like, if they both survive, one of them has to go. You could even have a nice beat where 
Katniss wakes up and was like, got a rock. And yeah. He's, he's like oh, thinking yeah. about doing it, but just can't do it. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that, where it's like there's a lot more suspicion, just a lot more distrust with them. Oh, um, it's, they're forced board. together by necessity, and they might like each other, but that just makes it worse. Even there, though there is warmth to their interactions, there's a lot more grimness, because the fact remains, no matter what, Katniss has to get back to Prim. So the food supplies dwindle, things get worse. And one night, Katniss is saying, I don't know how we're going to get through this, and Rue just says, we'll make do. Hmm. And Katniss looks at her and her heart is fucking breaking. But unlike in the movie where she's all like, oh, I won't think about it, she knows that ultimately Rue is just another barrier for her getting back to her sister. Ultimately, something has to be done. But then that same night, things take a bad turn when two of the careers attack them. And they fight, and it's violent, and it's brutal, and it's brief. Rue is killed. And Katniss cuts fucking sick. She gets a knife and she attacks She's fighting them, but more than that, she's fighting the horrible, fucked up circumstance that put them here, the world and the society that would allow for this, and she just savages these two careers. She absolutely massacres them. <laughs> and finally, they're lying dead, and Katniss is standing there, dazed and covered in their blood. Oh, jeez. And she looks down at them, and she looks at the bow in her hand and the knife, and she staggers back, and she drops the bow, she drops the knife. She's confused and disoriented, and she just sort of veers off into the trees. She needs to get home, but... At what cost? What is this turning her into? Damn. We're still PG-13, yeah, no? No, we're not. No, I don't think we are. Well, well, <laughs> guy copped an axe to the head. I'm joking. Sean? So, uh, we're G. Katniss. <laughs> or E, exempt from classification. Yes. So Katniss stumbles through the trees, and as she does, she hears something. Something strange, something unexpected. She follows the noise. She's still in this kind of weird, dazed, almost fugue state after fucking up those two careers. And she follows and she finds that she's on a beach. And it's beautiful. It's nighttime, you know, starry sky above the waves, full moon. It's peaceful. It's beautiful. And Katniss just kind of stands there looking at it all. And she looks down at herself at the bloodied monster that she's become. And she looks back at the forest and then she just walks into the water and just keeps walking. The blood washes off her the deeper she gets and she starts to swim. Arm over arm, she just starts to swim further out into the ocean, as far away from that horrible forest as she can. Does she know what she's doing? Don't know. She just has to be away from here. She keeps swimming and as she does, she tires. Further and further out, she finds it harder to keep her head above the water. And then, slowly, she sinks. We hold the camera on the gently lapping water. We pull back, we see the forest, we see the waves, we hear the distant screams. And then things start to shift. We see Prim smiling. We see that deer Katniss hunted at the start. Everything's blurry. There are images fading from one to another. And slowly, things come back into focus. And we're in a room. A neat, plain, pleasant room. Katniss lies in a bed, asleep. Her eyes flicker open and she sits up. She looks around, she's confused. She slides out of the bed and on a chair next to the bed there are clothes waiting for her, a t-shirt and some jeans. Nothing like what she's used to. She gets dressed and then, still very confused, she leaves the room. Walks down a hall. At the very end, the hall opens up into this huge, luxurious sitting room. She kind of walks into it, you know, there's couches, there's chairs, there's a kitchenette, there's a big screen on the wall. But the wall across from Katniss is what she's looking at, because the whole wall is a huge window. And the window looks out over the expanse of a city, a big, towering city. I'm fucking anxious, Gabe. But it's not the capital. Katniss's eyes scan the city, and her eyes stop on one particular building. One that to her looks a little strange, but to us is very familiar. Oh, no. That building is Big Ben. Katniss, we hear. She turns and she sees this middle-aged man dressed in a casual suit hurrying towards her. There's this huge grin on his face. He runs up and he embraces her. 
And she's confused. Who are you? She says. Oh, forgive me, forgive me. He says, I'm just so excited to meet you. It's not every day this happens. Please take a seat. He gestures to a large pair of armchairs in front of the window. Confused Katniss sits. The man sits across from her, still smiling, as a servant comes and deposits two coffees. The man sips his ice on Katniss. He's just giddy. Fucked. Is this place? Katniss asks. Where to begin? The man's still excited. My name is Walter McRae, and I, oh dear, I don't know how to explain. There's so much. Firstly, I want to say what an unbelievable job you did. I mean, you didn't follow the plan, but I guess that thing authors sometimes say about their own characters surprising them holds true in more ways than one. You gave me a whole new angle. Katniss is getting scared and confused, and she's getting angry. Who are you? Where's Prim? Walter just stares at her, and then he says, perhaps I'd best show you. He stands, and he walks over to a large screen. The one on the wall, the size of a cinema screen. Katniss follows and Walter hits the remote. The screen comes to life and we're looking at District 12. We see sad children playing in the mud. We see people at work and we hear a voice like an Attenborough-style voiceover. News has spread fast throughout the District 12 of the loss of their champion, Katniss Everdeen. Morals are very low. We cut to the inside of Katniss's home. We see Prim trying to clean around their stricken mother, wiping away her own tears as she does. Primrose, true to form, endures, but her mother's state is worse than ever. Katniss kind of reaches out a hand, but Walter changes the channel. Now we're looking at two high society capital ladies sitting on a couch. One is talking about how she's so excited for President Snow's next ball, but how she doesn't know what to wear. And then we cut again and we're following a group of policemen quelling a riot in another district. And then we cut and we're underground following the rebels in District 13. And Katniss just stares gaping as Walter goes through channel after channel and eventually turns it off and turns to her beaming. Isn't it amazing? He says, oh, your head must be spinning. But I suppose... I suppose I should talk to you. My, my, I should explain this to you. My official title is the current producer and head of the Pan Am Network. The what? Walter thinks and he says, how much do you know about Pan Am's history? You know it was once called North America. Katniss nods before war wiped out the world. Walter smirks. Not the world, Katniss. Just America. Too many conflicts, too many strings being pulled, too many threats, too much saber rattling. Oh my God. When things turned, many countries decided to stay out of it rather than help an ally that had become more of a threat. America was wiped off the map, and the rest of the world worked out some level of diplomacy without it. But of course, people were curious and guilty. What was going on in the ruins? It was a documentarian who first went back in, John Panem. (laughs) He filmed the survivors, their lives, their stories. He made people care. But in the wake of a war, no country has the means to get in there and actually help or do anything. So John just kept filming, and his videos got more and more popular. Eventually, some wealthy benefactors came on board, and bit by bit, society rebuilt. And all of it was documented for the rest of the world. But see, how much did anybody want to remind America of what they'd been? Wasn't it safer to keep them at an arm's length? Oh. So that's what we did. Oh. We let you believe you were all that was left and we just kept filming. Oh. And bit by bit, what John created started to spread. It was too fascinating watching a world rebuild itself. We needed more than one show, more than one channel. And you can imagine how it went. The real housewives of the capital, the documentaries about life in the mud of the districts, the police dramas, and of course, the Hunger Games, the linchpin. After all, whenever we start to get a glimmer of conscience, start to think that maybe what we're doing is a wee bit exploitative, the Hunger Games reminds us that you people are much, much worse. (laughs) Fuck me. And it makes for great television. Katniss is floored. She stares at him, unable to believe what she's hearing. Our entire world exists for your entertainment and unites our world, Walter says. It's quite brilliant when you think about it. Your world creates perspective, shows us what can happen if we go down that warlike path again. Panem's very existence is creating the peace that has endured for this long. And on top of that, 
It's the greatest TV show in history. No, they have to know the truth, Katniss says. My family will be fine, Walter replies. Believe me, I'm not robbing our viewers of your heartfelt reunion. I mean, I already had to take Peter out of the mix. He made things too complicated. And a bit of loss was good for your likability. And Rue, of course. Did you like my little touch with her saying Prim's line? <laughs> Prim's line, Katniss says, disbelieving. My, my sister's a person. I'm a person. Walter nods, seriously. I know. You are. A wonderful one. But I mean, you had help. Ratings were starting to flag. We needed to give the people someone to root for. So we created the perfect hero. The underdog. Raised in hellish poverty. Tough, determined, caring, always reminded of her humanity by her wonderful sister. Oh, Katniss, people love you. Who better to be the revolutionary? Who better to help the people rise up and give viewers the biggest game change they've had in years? Of course, the plan was for you to win the Hunger Games and go from there, but I actually think this is better. Keep you out of the mix for two years, let people theorize about your disappearance, then drop you back in and let you lead the people to victory over the forces of the capital. I mean, we'll adjust your memory, of course, but won't it just be the best? Everyone loves a crossover episode. <laughs> and of course, things can't really change. After you win, there'll be talk of having a whole new Hunger Games for the capital's children, which of course you'll bitterly oppose, and then you'll have to be killed. But holy shit, what a boost <laughs> for ratings. And Katniss is just staring at him, horrified. Two years, what are you going to do with me? Nothing, he says. You can go out, explore the world, see the rest of the planet. Of course, we'll change your appearance and keep close tabs on you. I mean, we can't have anything happen before the big reveal. But these are people's lives you're talking about, she says. My life. What's stopping me from telling everyone out there? What's stopping me from making this world understand what it's doing? Walter kind of looks at her and says, nothing. I mean, you can try. But I mean, first up, I doubt anybody would believe you are who you say you are. But if they did, Katniss, this isn't your manufactured dystopia. In the real world, people aren't so quick to rise up. They'd rather just watch TV. Oh, God. He gestures to the chairs. Now, sit down. Your coffee's getting cold. and got a lot to talk about. So in Montage, we see Katniss's life. She's given an apartment. She wanders the streets. She goes to movies. She eats in restaurants. She drinks in bars. She slowly acclimates to the real world. And on TV screens everywhere, she sees glimpses of the home she now knows is just a manipulated fantasy for other people's amusement. One day, she's sitting in a cafe reading a book. When she hears on the TV talk of the Hunger Games, she looks up, a presenter saying how the next one's going to start soon, how the district's tributes will soon be on their way to the capital. On a table nearby, two girls are sitting there. One of them goes, oh, it won't be the same. I mean, they can't top last year with that catfish girl. She was such a badass. <laughs> and then her friend, kind of sipping her latte, just goes, oh, the Hunger Games have been going downhill for years. It really jumped the shark a while ago. And Katniss kind of looks at her and says, no, it'll change. The two girls look at her surprised. I promise you, Katniss says. The next one will be like nothing you've ever seen before. It will be a revolution. Not just in there, but out here. Everything is going to change because you can't do this. You can't watch people's lives if they're so gripping and expect that can last. I promise you, if I have to do it with my dying breath, I will make people pay for ever thinking they could turn me into entertainment. I will give the world a Hunger Games it won't ever fucking forget. The two girls just stare at her. One says, "Um, dude, it's just a TV show. (laughs) And they go back to watching the screen. The end. Oh, fuck you, man. Fucking hell. <laughs> you're, you're a dick. Yeah, nah, look. You're a piece of shit, oh, guy. I fucking hate you. So, I, yeah, you've ruined I like Harry Potter for me. You've ruined the Hunger Games. I just thought there was like, there's a lot to lean into with the Hunger Games, like just with this whole idea of basically what it has to say about TV, what it has to say about entertainment, what it has to say about the way people can be so complacent with being like, oh, I'm going to watch that and I guess be emotionally moved by it. But like, if it's. Like, will people actually jump in and get their hands dirty and do anything about this stuff? Like, not really. And I found that really interesting. But I guess it was a weird pitch because, like, the first half of it is more or less the same. 
as the film. Yeah. You literally just tell the film and then about halfway... No, it's the... The film is the same and then you kill Peter and then we take a really sharp U-turn into like just fucking depressing, I don't know what, territory. Like Westworld. It becomes yeah, Westworld yeah, yeah, yeah. about halfway through but sadder. <laughs> because like I kind of thought about it and I was like, you know, do I have like a big climactic moment of Katniss like trying to fight back and everything's like, no, she, she just can't. They've literally created her. They've manipulated her life to make her what they want her to be. And now it's like, yeah, they're keeping tabs on her. They're watching her, all of that. If she tries anything, they're just going to take her away again and wipe her memory and send her back and everything will just play out the same, like, at a certain point. And and all the people who she can, like, who she can talk to and try to win over and everything, to them it's just TV. It doesn't matter. You could, it's happening far away. You could drop in a nice little beat just as she's acclimatizing because I don't think Katniss would just take it on the chin. I yeah, yeah. They'd let her go. She might start causing trouble. They arrest her a few times. They like lock her up in a sanitarium or something. And then you just have a beat where Walter comes to meet her and he's like, if you keep causing trouble, you do realize I can kill your sister. Yeah, I, oh. I thought he would. that would be his threat from he's the like, outset. We could, we could, we could, and he goes, what would be better than District 12 rising up and then we just annihilate the district? That's the only lever- That's the leverage he has on her. I but think that's what he does. Me, is he uses actually, like, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have him be like, yeah, you can have an apartment. You can go out and see the world. It, it would be, I don't need you for two years. Go stay in that cell. Like, that's what it would be. No, no, I reckon he lets her live because I don't think he thinks he's Hitler. Like, he's Donald Trump. If, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Donald Trump doesn't think he's Hitler, but he is. Mm. So, <laughs> like, you know, I, what, I, think, I think it's actually stronger if he lets her out. And I, I, I get the sister thing, but I kind of like it more if it's just like, yeah, but nobody cares. Like, that's, that's, we've no, all she grown does. up. See, she, uh, she needs to fight more because she needs, that's her whole yeah. thing is to protect her sister. So she's not going to just sit there for two years. No, she's going to try she desperately to get back she to her sister. She like starts fighting, drinks. They just lock her in jail because she's drunk and disorderly. She's in and out of like mental asylums because she's talking about this yeah. competition that she's involved in. And the scene at the end when you see her watching TV, she's not this nice girl sitting in cafe. She's like a fucking crazy homeless person on the street. Yeah. yeah. And she's just looking in at the window and you see these two girls go, oh, my God, did you see the latest episode of The Hunger Games? Yeah. So boring. And then she's just sitting and listening to this conversation. And then it's just a crazy homeless woman yelling at them. And they're like, no, because you could also have that element where she's been beaten down. And then she arcs up at the end. She has like her moment. Yeah. And then it doesn't matter because it is like whatever. And they go back to watching the screen and yeah. nothing matters. Yeah. Oh, no, I like that better. Maybe not. So she becomes a crazy homeless person and then just eventually acclimatizes and goes, becomes a normal person. No, I think she's completely broken at the end. That's what I mean. Like she's yeah. just fucked. And then she tries to fight and then realizes, oh. There's no point. I and can't you fight. just cut. They walk off, and she just sits back down on the street, and she's just got that dead, like dead look in her eyes. You could almost and someone it. drops a bit of change next to her, and that's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, someone throws her some money. Yeah, and you just hear like a do do. <laughs> 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 oh. But yeah, just let just, just, just break her. Is that what we're doing? Is there no there's no potential for sequels, or is oh, there? You could you could like I'm sure there's plenty of potential for sequels. I mean, like you know, I what Gail comes to rescue her. Someone else gets out, probably like Hamish or something comes to grab her. Well, because he'd have back to go back in for the quintennial or whatever one. Were they yeah, quadrilla the or whatever it's called? Yeah. Bring them back in. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's potential in there. I mean, I haven't thought about it. I, I mean, I like, I do, I, you, you may not know this about me, but I do occasionally like a bit of a gut punch, you know, downer ending. But I, um, I surprise, was so surprise. anxious for like the middle third of that because I knew something really fucking awful was going to happen. <laughs> I, I reckon though, you, you, you break a... She's just at a low point, but then you can always have the potential where you, you see that fire in her, so she could arc back up if if you yeah. know, needed it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah, you can leave have it a open. trilogy if you want. It's a franchise. You got to have a leave it open, man. So is that what Pan Am is? Is that North America? Yeah. Okay, I didn't realize that. I thought Pan Am was just like a dumb name in a mm. place. It is dumb a dumb names. name. Why is it called Pan Am? 
fuck did, what the fuck did they come up with it? Besides the fact that it's named after the bloke who discovered yeah. it. Pan Am, what it, John Pan Am, was it? Yeah. 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 I just, uh, yeah, I, I came up with that in the moment. I was like, yeah, why not? Whatever. He should be called Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> when you were, um, when you had the stuff with, uh, what's her name? Is it Rue? Yeah. Yes. Do you think Rue was going to kill Katniss? No, what I thought Gabe was going to do, because he's a sinister bastard and I thought he was going to break our hearts even more, is he's going to have that moment where Katniss goes, oh, yeah, like she is going to die. And so when Katniss hears like the people coming, she just kind of like pushes her out there because Katniss knows it's like if they don't kill her, I have to. So she just wants to push her out to be killed. Oh, That's what I thought she was going to do. Shit, I yeah. wish I'd done that. Oh. Maybe do that. Make a little amendment. But yeah, And also you're a more sinister bastard than I am. Well, yeah. I, I thought you I thought you were going to do like a um, – a mist ending, you know the oh, mist. Stephen King's oh, the mist. Yeah, yeah. in the film. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil the twist there for anyone who hasn't seen yeah, it because yeah. do it. Yeah. But I thought you were going to do something like that where, and that it's would be so awful. It's, it's so far. Uh, no, Gale. Oh, I didn't see any need for him. He's no, pointless that's in the first. He's film. pointless. Yeah. He's pointless in all four. Yeah, you don't need him. Yeah, he really doesn't do anything. The, to be at honest, all. in the film franchise that exists, the f- relationship that gets me the most is probably Katniss and Hamish. That's yep. the one that actually works mm-hmm. the best. The, the best thing, because the, that's it's the best relationship because Hamish is like, I know what you're going through and yeah, it sucks. He gets her. But also, I don't know how to deal with it either, yeah. so I can't help you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which hurts me as well. Like it's, I also like that Lenny Kravitz isn't in this film. Can't remember his, can we just remove the fashion show aspect? Because that's just yeah, stupid. I just had no... Yeah, that's fucking dumb, isn't it? Yeah. No, I had no interest in playing with that or anything. It's just like a that. thing where you look, oh, let's put him in cool clothes. Um, who's Unless this it's part I'm, of real I'm Gucci, Heavensby, Dragonfly, so. Whisper Cake. This, yeah, it's, it's just like, fucked. It's fucked. It's so out of character of the actual like <laughs> franchise. Yeah, look. You who know. plays? I assume the cast is all the same, but who plays Walter McRae? Is it like, what's his um, James McAvoy? <laughs> hmm. Oh fuck, he'd be good, wouldn't he? <laughs> just like, oh, be? this is so good to do. Yeah, and just. And they're just like I don't understand. Like this is this is what it is. That'd be nice. Or oh, somebody like um Bill Nighy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> would be pretty Fuck. much. That would be very interesting because to him she's a character. Yeah, like to him she's a character in a story that he's been creating. So he's kind of so that's kind of why I thought he was fun because like the whole thing is that he's excited to meet her because he's like oh I get to meet my character and sit here and like I've sculpted her and I've turned her into this and everything but like he doesn't actually care about her. To him it's like oh I've got to kill her off for ratings. See, I also thought that you were just going to fuse them into one. I thought that they were going to do like the the Philip Seymour Hoffman thing of they're freeing her to lead a revolution. Oh, okay, like that's yeah. when the ocean appeared. That's what I thought you were doing. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Do, yeah. When the characters die in the Hunger Games the way she does, do they all get taken into the real world or does this just happen to her? Why am I asking that question? It doesn't I fucking matter. This is I a fake know. world. That's fucking dumb, Tom. That was a really <laughs> dumb fucking question. That's why we call you handsome. Yeah, and I'm not good at questions. <laughs> I'm good at questions, Tom. Um, I did have one thought, though, uh, just yeah, as yeah. a general conversation for the for the trilogy thing. How do you guys feel about the split of the final film? Because it's happened now four times it will have happened. So you've had Harry, uh, Potter. Harry Potter, you've had Twilight, yep. you've had Hunger, Hunger Games, Games, and you've also had the Divergent series. Also the Hobbit. Well, I mean, the Hobbit got split into different, yeah, but yeah, into same thirds. thing. Yeah, true. Um, I don't know. I, th- I think in the case of Harry Potter, I look at it and it's like, it's your favourite film, isn't it, you dead shit? No, the best one's Azkaban. But, best um, one's Goblet of Fire, but you know, it isn't. We'll it's, debate that on Can another. I say, Goblet of Fire is my second favourite. It kills me to say this. Azkaban is the best film. No, no, Azkaban is actually the best film. Yeah. Goblet of Fire is my favourite. It shouldn't kill you to say that. Azkaban is the most well-made film yeah. in the oh, franchise. Hands down. Oh, yeah, it's also the best. Um, yeah. And then Goblet. 
Goblet is by far the worst. We can get into this in a How different... By far, by thing. far the, it's like... by far the worst, and I'm not going to be drawn into this argument again. Why I'm though? absolutely sick of because it. Because he knows he's wrong, and he's just being facetious. Wrong. It's a shit film. No, it's not. Anyway, it's no so ha- but how do you guys feel about the split? I don't like the split. Um, I haven't really seen a good argument for it yet. Because well, no, because the... no, here's the argument for it. The, they won't the say second it. film's better. The first film usually always weaker. sucks. Like Because it gives you more time for the climactic stuff. But See, weirdly with the Hunger Games... The second f- half of the Hunger Games felt like a weird movie. Like there's, well, it also kind of flies in the face of you know basic narrative structure, where it's like you've taken half a film, you're coming in in the second act. Well, I mean, even even films designed to be a trilogy, like Lord of the Rings and stuff, still have like three films, an act structure. Yeah. They all are all three stories. You still have to be a film that you can watch on its own. See, see the issue yeah. I have with with the Mockingjay in particular is that the first act should set up. The Julia, um, Julia Laura, that's not who I'm thinking of. Julia, Julianne Moore. Moore. Yeah, yeah. Should set up the Julianne Moore thing stronger, and it doesn't. So that's that's the thing. But you're saying there's no argument for it. There is, but movie well, studios. No, there, is, there absolutely is, but the movie studios are doing it purely to make more money. Which, yeah. but that's fine. If that's your argument for it, then just say that. Don't be some bullshit like, oh, it allows yeah. us to tell more of the story. Yeah, they always no, go, yeah, there was a little bit too much story, and we just had to, we felt like it's if we did it over two months. Mockingjay, yeah. the book, is the same length as, as all the other, the other two. two. Like, it's not like in the, I mean, yeah, really. With, like, with the in, Hunger in, Games, it's a blatant cash grab. Yeah, Harry Potter's yeah. argument was that you actually can't take anything out of that. That was that was Rowling's. Yeah, it's, uh, I, even look, I feel that, like man. I feel like you could have, but then at the same time, it's like I think Deathly Hallows Part Two is one of the stronger Harry Potter films because it has time but, to pay correct. everything off because you've got correct. so many characters and all that. I think in the case of Harry Potter, it was as close to justified as it's ever going to be. Twilight was purely a cash grab. I haven't seen the last because. Two, so. There's not even enough for any films, so that's good. The Hobbit, again, cash grab. Are, are we getting more? Is there, or is it has kind of divergent? Has divergent well, fucked young adult up? The, the, the last, last film, one. the second to last, and the last one are straight to DVD. Yeah, but then, yeah, it flopped really heavily. So yeah. so it's getting a TV release, I think, in the States and a direct to DVD here. Yeah. Um, They'll still sh- do it again if they have a successful series. I don't know if they will. I think they will. Why wouldn't they? But I, th- I think I think the issue they're not going to be like, oh, it didn't work for Divergent. Maybe maybe, maybe the they issue is they've run out of series to adapt. Divergent just mm. was never a very strong franchise to begin with. Divergent it didn't hit the same numbers. Divergent as is, like that, is, is that is that it's the same with the Maze Runner. Yeah, so yeah. After the Hunger Games got big, there was all those weird like dystopian. Personally, I want to watch Gabe's. Uh, yeah, sad Hunger Games. <laughs> well, not really. It'll make me too sad. Is it the sad games now? It's the I was about to games. say that I was like, no, that's a shit title. Or is it just called the depressing games? Or is it just no? It's not like it's just called too. the games. It's just called sad, <laughs> a dystopian future. It's just that is also now, which will also be the name of my autobiography. It's just games. sad, a dystopian, sad future, dystopian future. The story future. of Gabe <laughs> Gabe's games. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. Mm. Anyway, that was uh, that was I guess my take on the Hunger Games. Yeah. Thanks, so, mate. That's all right, guys. Still didn't answer the question as to why it's called the Hunger Games, but that's all right. No, that's all right. I feel like we did. Did we? Because they're hungry. They're and hungry, it's games. mate, and they're playing for I don't know what the fuck. I don't know. I don't know. What do they win? Life survival. Oh no, they get like don't they get like a nice house and like, oh, yeah, like food and everything's paid for for the rest of their lives. Yeah, but and like stuff. why are they having them again? To keep people in line. Yeah, but what's the excuse? To keep people in line. <laughs> but isn't it like a reason? Um, fuck you. It's why literature is the reason. Yeah. All right. I'm happy yeah. to cut that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, (laughs) I've been Gabe. I've been Sean. I've been Handsome Tom. Um, And yeah, if you have any thoughts on the Hunger Games or the Sad Games or whatever, Sad, a dystopian future, email us in at moviemaintenance at Sans Pants Radio or on Twitter at MMSansPants. I'm at Gobergmoser. I'm at Sidekick of Dowie. I'm at Awkward Trade. See you next time. Do, do, do.
Thanks for listening. If you want to help support the show, why not become a member at sanspantsplus.com and get early access to our shows, a bunch of exclusive content, and much, much more. That's sanspantsplus.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.